Ah, are you there? Yep. Now it works. You know where it doesn't work in Safari? It works only uh, on uh, Chrome. Yep. Yeah, Anchor FM is not as good as I make it sound in the little. Doesn't this bother any of you? The party's completely deserted. Well, we did not go to 7 Eleven to get more booze. Can't hear anything. Neither do I. Welcome. Let's uh, let's talk about something really interesting off the top of my head here. So Grimes, the person who had a child with Elon Musk, accidentally revealed that she has a second child with Elon Musk during a Vanity Fair story. So that's pretty yeah. interesting. They're, she's popping out the kids like crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah, and it's so strange, right? So I mean, uh, like why you hide your second child maybe because they broke up maybe they broke up when she was already pregnant and he just said okay i paid the alimony <laughs> <laughs> you know like the minimum thousand bucks a month i mean i just don't get it i uh why this i read that too and i felt that it's relative strange that you yeah. want to try to keep that under the under the blankie or whatever, and then like act like you never got the second child. I, I really don't know. But also well, Elon Musk never said it. He also never said it to anybody. Well, the fact that I also think that they're both a little bit wacky. She's a little wacky. She's zany, crazy. Like she thinks that she had a shot at directing the Dune remake. Now, I <laughs> have you ever directed anything before? I don't know. <laughs> no. That is actually funny, you know, that she thinks like she should because she has always this kind of dress. dress she's dressed up like in a sci-fi movie, basically. You could, you don't need a like a costume designer for her. You can put her in any like uh, Boba Fett uh, episode or Mandalorian. You know, like it's 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 almost absurd. Um, and I just watched the new Bill Mayer, and um, there is a woman. She wrote a book about Vogue culture. And we talked about Vogue before, but she made one interesting new point. That's the reason I'm saying it now before I forget it. Is she said the classical journalist in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, that were all yeah. working class people. They were not high-end university people. You were a journalist, was a working class job. You learned it in the newsroom. Yeah. And that shifted. In the last 20 years, who are the journalists? There are rich kids who inherit money, where the parents are rich, where you go on elite universities to Harvard, Yale, whatever, what only rich people can, can afford. So there's a new class of journalists rule, ruling in the newsrooms, basically. And they are all, of course, have no contact their whole life to real problems of real people who doesn't earn 20 grand a month. So, you know, so, and uh, they basically, and they 
have, of course, they feel so bad for the racism, so bad for all the different uh, minorities, so bad for all the gay people, whatever. And they took over and they came up with all that Vogue rules in obeying basically to everybody and saying we are the white assholes, the white elite or whatever, or uh, we are men. Oh, my God, we, how are we going to be a man today? <laughs> and, yeah, but it's it's but I, I felt that is a that is an interesting new aspect to it because this question nobody ever asked like who are the people who are so vogue who are infiltrating everybody that you have to gender that you have to say I'm a him he or she it or what the fuck you know like all well, that shit got installed in a new elite. If you dare question any of that shit, like I said once, I don't understand that everybody's putting she, her, and he, him. And a lot of people at my old job who are younger got really offended by this and started to treat me really poorly as if I was some kind of homophobe or something, which is certainly not true. I'm just questioning the trend. It feels so fucking corny that we have to like, put like he him on our fucking profiles like no shit i'm a dude like you know like i don't know <laughs> no it's true it's it's uh it's really interesting because um i don't remember exactly when all of this started yeah you know it was 10 years ago were people flipping out if you were not like uh, was it not all about race or whatever, you know, or like you need extra bathrooms for LGBT people and, you know, and transitioning people and all that rules and all that stuff. And uh, I think um, there is kind of, an, yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a group of people. They basically grow up and live in a balloon. And they think now it is very important uh, to whatever to 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 gender in a letter or whatever. It's an interesting scandal we have here right now in Germany. We had we had that uh, flood disaster. You remember last summer in a few uh, little uh, towns by the River Rhine, and they were flooded. There were 180 people dead, and there were is a, is a damage of like 20 billion bucks. So, and the Secretary of Environment, <clears throat> she now. It popped up emails from her from that night of the disaster, basically. And uh, she was all protective, like, oh, don't do the blame game to me, whatever. She was emailing to the fire department, whatever, right? So, and and then she wrote also, could you please, like, gender? So it means you're exchanging emails or WhatsApp messages in the night of people dying and she had nothing better to do with insisting on that a fire the fire marshal writes he him under his name <laughs> and that all came out now and there's a massive scandal and everybody asked for her that she, that she gets fired right and uh, i have to say i think also she should get fired because it shows a lack of empathy and a lack of like okay uh, we have to get our uh, uh, priorities right i mean she was holding something up that was an emergency yes and she was only focusing on the he him she whatever the fuck and she (laughs) 
she wouldn't communicate further until he identified his gender. That sounds like somebody who's fucking warped. See, that's twisted. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because that shows also that, but it shows way more as you try to, because she's from the Green Party and they're all about like Vogue, right? So, and um, it's, it's, it shows like, um, in in times of urgent situations, as we now with the Ukraine war or whatever, skip the fucking bullshit. You know, it would be like you're walking through Ukraine now and you insist that everybody has a mask on because of Corona. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, can't, you can't get through without a mask. No, I agree with that. I know, but, but I tell yeah. you, there are people like this. There are people like this, and there are people where they totally don't get the, the priorities right. They they uh, uh, are completely living in a in a total absurd situation. Well, they're uh, living in like like um like um an instruction booklet online. It's like somebody who's who's has no real world skills, who gets everything from some like shit list online like every interaction they have is online or like yeah. every uh, oh, they have to read from uh from the text but they don't have the human elements uh well and you see i mean in the other way look there are over twenty thousand people went into the ukraine to fight with them and a lot of that people i actually know one of them it's like the, the brother from our babysitter he is not even Ukrainian or whatever, but he went there to fight. He has no military experience. Oh, so, the, you know, so, the, but you know what that is? That is also part of what, what you just said. It's like people think it's more important what is on TikTok as that they cannot divide it up anymore, that that is actually real and not a video game yeah. or a video where you can then say, oh, it's actually shit. Now I think about it twice. Uh, uh, how the fuck I get out of here? You know, I mean, uh, then you're maybe already dead. And that is the thing. I think a lot of, there is a generation, they have basically no contact to reality anymore. And that is the biggest problem because they have only media consume and they have no first time experiences with the real world anymore. Only the world in their cocoon, in their like uh, balloon, you know. You know something? I want to I wanna bring that thought together back with your thought on journalism being taken over by the rich people by the the you know the upper class my mother started as a journalist when we were on welfare when i was a little kid and she did it we were on welfare she was a single mom with two kids she didn't know what she was going to do but someone in the neighborhood had some kind of a issue with a landlord who wasn't like giving them their money or something like that so she got both sides of the story. And when she approached the landlord, she had to be like, she, he was a very uh, on edge. But when he realized that she was just there to get the facts and not like take sides, he gave her his side of the story. And she realized you can't go at someone like fucking rah, rah, rah. What did you do? How, how dare you take that person's money? You've got to be diplomatic. You've got to be kind of like really chill and cool. And she worked her way up in the journalistic field. But that's something that people today don't have. Like that woman who insisted on the key she, he, uh, to identify the gender role is like, yeah. they don't have any tact. They don't have like yeah. the ability to be cool 
and be diplomatic and then you get further gains if you go at everybody like huh huh i'm gay what's it to you what's it to you huh huh we got a problem we got a problem that's the fucking <laughs> attitude that they have and it's such a fucking shit ass attitude that everybody rolls their eyes when they come in the fucking room it's not because they're gay it's not because of that it's because they have this entitled attitude like them versus the fucking world so like I, I think back to like my mother or something, the humble roots of which I came from, when I think of uh, how to engage with people who you may or may not necessarily like. Everybody here is so fucking um, judgmental on a mass scale. Like, like for example, Uva Ball. They'll say, Uva Ball boxed his critics in the ring. He's a terrible person. <laughs> you know, like, just because you did something that they may not like, does that automatically mean that you're like fucking Satan and you're going to kill everyone? You're a horrible person like Hitler. You know what I fucking mean? Everything's so absolutionist. I'm so fucking sick of it. Sorry to go all the way around there. <laughs> no, but but uh, I just watched yesterday a new episode from uh, Curb's Enthusiasm with Larry David. And there is a scene where he wa uh, waits, is in the, in the line, uh, to the cashier at the farmer safe or whatever it is, Rite Aid. And so uh, there is the second in the line is a black young woman and she is like six meters away. So the line behind her is like stuck almost around the corner, right? So Larry David goes to her and said like, can you go like closer to the cashier? I mean, you're next up. Like we're just, we're moving here. The line gets like completely out of control. Uh, because it's it's back stop basically so and she like you would never told me this if i wouldn't bla be black <laughs> <laughs> and he said and he said no no i would i would i said he said like it's not because you're black it's because you says five you you the gap between you and the actually guy who's paying right now is five meters he said that it's not like it's like a meter between people not more is the rule right and um and then it all gets like he gets, of course, total shit. Like the the cashier is completely on the on the side. Yeah, it's like racism, poor, and that is the world we're living in already. Yeah, you know. And you know what? The, the and, and I I feel like you know what the big big problem is that you're living in a world like where where you are like in Florida, where basically now uh, uh, transitioning people or whatever are like from the government not they don't want them they want to shoot them they want to get rid of them they want to ignore them and they want to to basically uh, do putin rules like russia's always said like we have no gay people in russia and stuff oh. like this so it's like a super fascistic route what some republican states in america are going with like no abortion allowed etc cetera, etc cetera. it's ridiculous and then you have but then you have the other countries like the other thing like los angeles new york whatever where they are exactly how in a larry david uh, show and both worlds is nothing i want to live in yeah there's there totally a horrible horrible right. world where, yeah. where yeah you know it's horrible it's like this super political correctness vogue bullshit is catastrophic. And the same catastrophic is, of course, the total fascist ignoring from uh, that, uh, that, that some women don't want the baby they have in their body growing because it will be a horrible world for that baby. 
and uh, uh, because there's no father, no money or whatsoever, whatever reasons, you know, and uh, um, th that is yeah. ridiculous. It's just absolutely insane uh, when I see that that things about the the Florida politics and, and sometimes Alabama and wherever they do this, it's uh, it's it's really bad and insane, you know. So well, you know, any to outlaw abortion, I want you to think. Can our social system support that financially? You want to talk about um, how much it costs for us to uh, all the extra spending by the government and all the Republicans like we spend too much. You want to talk about how much we would spend if we had that many fucking babies in orphanages and how much infrastructure we would have to build to support it. Um, and the kids will come out fucked up. Countries who have a... Uh, Always had more kids, more neglected kids, more sick kids, more fuck. All these fucked up shits happen because there's no abortion. So you know, if you if you believe in God, um, you know, I'm I, I don't know. I, I I don't think that God would give a fuck uh, because it's our uh, it's our choice. And the thing isn't even the child isn't even born yet anyway. So no, but if like if you, but the thing is like you know with with bla you know almost blaming God for that rules, right? So it's like totally idiotic. I mean, look at how many children dying every year in the first three years of their life because they have nothing to eat. They have diseases. They they're living in the third world. They have no clean water. And 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 yeah. So we have nature catastrophes. We have wars with. Like right now, Ukraine, before it was Syria, it was Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, where people getting murdered and kids getting bombed uh, every every day. So then we're eating animals, we're manufacturing animals like like toys, right? So eating them uh, nonstop. And, and so, but then we draw the line saying that uh, not even one centimeter big fetus, fetus like a, like a, a, a yeah, the fetus development, you know, uh, uh, cannot be when nothing is developed on, right? Cannot be like uh, um, taken out of you or destroyed in you, so that you basically, uh, for whatever reasons, don't want that baby. You know, I'm yeah. also, nobody of us is like a big fan of abortions, right? I mean, I think we're all big fans of anti-baby pills and uh, like don't get pregnant but then let's say you get pregnant and you don't want it then uh, of course you should have the the after pill of course you, you should have a very fast and abortion abortion it's not uh, good to wait too long to get the abortion better is of course in the first two months getting it done boom done right it's easy yeah, uh, you know what uh, i think what i think it's about right now i think it's about control i think it's about the republicans like almost objectifying women like you made your bed and you're gonna lie in it kind of thing and like your job is to take care of this child and like it, it's like it, it limits the woman's future it shows how little they think of a woman by thinking that they know better than a woman themselves of uh what 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 works for the woman's future or what her place is in society maybe a woman wants to be more than just a baby like carrier and she made a mistake like how many women out there i mean we probably have no women listeners but how many women out there have fucking 
you know, made a mistake, gotten really drunk, and they, some dickhead fucked them, and then they had to get an abortion. If they had yeah. had the baby, it would have exactly. fucked their life up. You, know you what don't I mean? even like the father, right? So <laughs> what you do with with uh, pregnancy because of rape, pregnancy because of abuse, pregnancy because of there are hookers and getting pregnant, whatever, right? So I mean, you you want kids living in that surrounding or uh, is it not better than that they have no kids and on the other hand also let's say you have a hard-working uh, supermarket uh, cashier woman whatever and she gets a kid so now she cannot abortion is impossible so she gets the kid so then the government also has to pay at least the daycare i mean otherwise uh, the daycare if you charge if a daycare if you have five days a week uh, a kid like from eight to five in a daycare uh, that is the same as you make to work at Walmart. Yeah. So basically, you have nothing to live on anymore if you pay the daycare, oh, or 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 you 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 cancel your job, you just have your baby, okay? But then you have also no money. So how you pay your rent, your heating, your insurance, whatever? So it's it's the the thing is like you cannot say we don't allow abortions anymore, and then as you said, but you don't develop any form of infrastructure. To have per year then five hundred thousand babies more, what nobody yeah. wants. I I, I want to go back real quick to to my mother and like the fact that we were on welfare when I was a little kid. To get the fuck out of that cycle with two kids and no dad was hard as fuck. Most of those people end up giving up, becoming drug addicts, and just staying on the system, staying on welfare. All the nightmare stories that the Republicans – like those are the people who are given up, who have given up. My mother didn't give up. She worked really fucking hard to get us out. She started working for the TV Guide. She worked for fucking the Village Voice when it still existed. She worked her way up, and then she ended up working at the New York Times at the in the end and the Daily News and places like that. Like you can work your way up through hard work. And you can do that shit. It's possible, but it's fucking really hard. The odds are against you, you know, especially as a minority because my mother was Puerto Rican, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, th- I, I, I respect people who do it, but I, I don't think that most people um, have the, the will to work that hard. I think that they need to know that the odds are stacked against them because perception is everything, but journalism may not be uh the way out for everyone but that environment was so restrictive that environment was terrible welfare i remember some horrible things growing up some some really fucked up street things that i won't go into like a guy getting fucking flattened by the uh garbage truck oh Uh, shit oh yeah fucking crazy crazy shit i saw and i wasn't allowed to go out to play because if I went out to play, I'd have to join a gang. So I spent most of my childhood in New York City indoors. We worked really fucking hard to get out of that shit. So if you're poor out there, guys, know that you can do it. You know, it's possible. Yeah. So coming back, I, I want to come back uh, about Bill Mayer because they talked about also about the Ukraine situation. And I felt that interesting because the woman who wrote the Vogue book, uh, she also said <clears throat> why we didn't just accepted Putin's terms. And she said, so Putin's terms was that the Krim is Russian, that the Donbass like the, on the south is Russian, and that <coughs> Ukraine 
doesn't have, uh, uh, it's not joining the NATO or the EU. And then he would stop the war. And that, for me, it was interesting because um, it's just not true. That, that, and that shows to me that not too, too much information. I mean, here, of course, in Europe, where we're like more, uh, more closer to the reality here, uh, you get infos from all sides. But that is what Putin made the, the Ukrainians believe, that he would accept that terms. But then, as we discussed it last time also, when they met to discuss, it was all about like changing the subject matter to nothing. And in between, he's just moving his troops and circling Kiev and bombs the shit out of everybody. So it's like um, that shows that the... the um, You're saying it's a distraction. Yeah it's a, yeah, it's a distraction. All that meetings to discuss like, oh, could we retreat or whatever. Look... We just have to look here at the land map and the facts. The facts are two and a half weeks they started getting into the Ukraine. And now they're very close to isolate Kiev, the main city, where everything will rise and fall with. If Kiev falls, it's over, right? Because there's all the government, all the, the, the headquarters for everybody, uh, uh, including the president. Everybody is there. And um, there's a no-fly zone over the Ukraine, right? Only so, the Russians can fly so, airplanes. So the, the president, Jelinski, couldn't even get out of Kiev anymore as soon as they're circled because if he takes off with a helicopter, they just shoot him down. You know, there is nothing, there is no more chance for him to leave or the Klitschko's or the celebrities who are running around there. But the main point is what I want to say is that that woman is also in a way indirectly a victim of Putin's propaganda. Because the, the propaganda machine is continuing, not only with Trump talking bullshit the whole time, but also with in the Internet. In the Internet, the Russians try to spread the rumor that they would be basically retreating from Ukraine if their little things would be fulfilled. But Putin never said that. There is, yeah. there is, there is, what they say Putin would accept is just made up stuff. It's like Putin never said in no interview, in, in, in no statement, that for him the war is over. He only said the whole time on the telephone, he talked to Macron yesterday again, he talked to the German guy, Scholz, I guess yesterday. He has the ex-chancellor from Germany, Gerhard Schröder, is a huge, like, Putin friend, and he's in three days in the Kremlin with Putin together so that he visited him. He wants to talk him out of it. Right. So he, he is there and he's a friend. So Putin had to fly, had to fly him in with a military machine because nobody can fly to Russia right now anymore. So uh, they are working on him from all sides. But we can only judge right now the action and the action is the Russian continue the war, the war gets harder, gets more brutal, gets more violent, and they will win. Yeah, so, well, it just shows that they have, like, you know, you think that there's some kind of uh, international norms for war. I think that all those international norms have been thrown out the window. I think that any time that they see the advantage tactically to move their goal forward they are going to take it so yeah. if if they think that hey there's a stop let's let's call a timeout they're going to say sure let's call a timeout meanwhile like you said they're going to do something 
use yes. that opportunity you know there's moving things moving things around and yeah. uh, tonight they also uh, because the the way to poland was almost like free like it was like if you see on the land map uh, because of course russia doesn't want to be too close to a nato uh, country and uh, so the left part of of ukraine is is very close to is is at the polish border and tonight is the first time the russian bombed there something and was nine dead people and uh that shows they want to destroy the support lines right so when people moving in and out or trucks coming in and out they want to interrupt this because what they want to do is staff kiev to giving up if if the if the, the city is circled uh, uh, nothing ca comes in and out no more food no more weapons yeah. no more support and the next thing they will destroy the electricity uh, for kiev it's still uh, under zero there you know so they do a full on war to destroy the ukraine to take over the ukraine that are the facts that is happening every single day and everything else is talk and most mostly third party talk Right. And that but that brings me back now to the Ukraine, because yeah. the Ukraine is yelling and yelling that the NATO should interfere. Right. But the NATO crystal clear said we're not going into third world war. We are not. We are dumping Ukraine, period. That is the reality. Well, Ukraine, I don't think the Ukraine. I don't think the Ukraine has a shot to get in NATO, even uh, especially now, because uh, I think that it, it would just be. Um, instigating a response from russia and they know it so ukraine is is on their own for the foreseeable future i yes. heard that the u.s was going to send some sort of support but who fucking knows you no know? They, they yeah but nobody now but now is the second part of the thing if if you don't send soldiers only you want to send material like weapons or whatever you give to ukrainians now it gets harder and harder to get it into the country because you need a Ukrainian truck driver driving out of the Ukraine, then you load the shit on the on the truck, and and that truck, the chance that that truck comes into back into the Ukraine to the Ukrainian army to give them that weapons, is every day smaller. You cannot fly over the Ukraine; it's a no-fly zone. It's like also like if the NATO flies over the Ukraine, it's Third World War, right? And but the Ukrainians also have no more air force or airplanes. They cannot fly out and get stuff and fly back in. They get shut down by the Russians. So it's like only the on a on a freeway, basically, you can bring material into the Ukraine. And and Putin ice cold is cutting that off every day more, and he will succeed because it's just too many soldiers, right? So and uh, uh, too many too much equipment. They they just like have like five times more people as the ukrainian army and and that is the thing what that brings me back to what i said four weeks ago or five weeks ago before the thing like if they would give up yes it's a very painful thing to think we have to put the jesus up here or gandhi right but if the Ukraine wants a country after that war with some infrastructure still existing, yeah, they should give up. Because look, if you just give up, right? What should they really do? What the Russians? I mean, then then the sanctions from the West, they they're totally working, right? We see that the sanctions from the West are squeezing Russians' balls out every day now. The supermarkets are empty. The 
McDonald's is closed. Everything's closed in Moscow, in St. Petersburg. Uh, uh, you know, like the, the Russians feel the squeeze right now, everybody, every day. You're not getting to the EC machine. MasterCard doesn't work at, uh, anymore. Visa, American Express, nothing works. So, and, uh, you know, like, so we have the Russians basically really in a bad, bad situation where the people from Russia will get very, very aggressive against Putin soon. You know, even if they have no clue that there's a war in, in Ukraine, but they see what the fuck is going on here in Russia, right? So when the, when the shops are empty and all the Apple stores, everything is closed. So even if they wouldn't know because of the propaganda show in the TV there that there is a war, even if they wouldn't know, I'm sure everybody knows, but if they wouldn't know, they would say, hey, Putin, what is happening? Yeah. Why we have nothing to eat? Where's our money? Why I lost my job? So all this will boil against Putin. But the de-escalation to have all of this happening to Putin alone and to not have a war, we can have only faster, and faster is better as later, is if the Ukrainians just say, look, we did a great fight. But now what we don't want is to destroy a thousand years old town like Kiev uh, and getting it bomb like turned into shreds till we finally then give up in three weeks after every fucking thing is destroyed. So why not skipping the, the next three weeks and saying, okay, we give up. So then the you Russians... know that Putin yeah. is trying to blame what you said before about um, him, them coming for him. I read that he's trying to, he, he already put the head FSB officer on house arrest. That's the people who succeeded the KGB. He's trying to yes. blame the security forces for this. He's trying to blame, I, I don't know if it's the war's failure, but he he is jailing or attempting to, uh, threatening to jail some of his own uh, Secret Service uh, generals. Yeah. yeah, but that is always the beginning of the end of a dictator, right? Yeah. The, the dictator's always in the end getting like uh, removed by the inner circle. Okay. Like Cesar and Brutus, right? His own son stabbed him and then everybody stabbed him. So, I mean, it's it's this kind of uh, uh, the best chance for the... Now I'm thinking only about the Ukraine is the, to save lives yeah. and to save the infrastructure is to give up now saying a big speech. Zelensky should make a big speech saying... Everybody let us alone. Everybody let us down. We're very disappointed about the world community, but we also don't want any more innocent people getting killed here. So we surrender to the Russian troops. We're not fighting anymore. So because then Putin has the next big, big problem. What is he doing then there? You know, if nobody fights anymore, so what do you want to actually do? You think they're cooperating with you? Do you have 40 million Ukrainians, uh, you know, and then you have two, three, four hundred thousand Russians there, and, and then they're touring around, right? So you are in Kiev now, and Putin says, you are now the new mayor of Kiev to one of the Russian guys. And then he says, you are new, the new premier minister of Ukraine. So, but you think that has any consequences? That is only talk and no action, because... If you get, go then in a kind of a civil uh, resistance, not a violent one, but a civil resistance against what's going on, then the Russians will retreat. 
You know, you cannot at, at one point at, because then you have a totally different uh, negotiation situation, right? You have no more fighting in Ukraine, but you have in Ukraine now a total shit show because nobody works with the other party. Nobody knows how to do anything. And, and, uh, uh they, they have also no money. So all that shit. The West would then also say to Putin, okay, look, if you want some sanctions gone, you need to retreat out of Ukraine now. You, you made the point, you invaded it, they gave up. Okay, but right now, keep your Russian territories there, but let the Ukrainians be in Ukraine and ruling Ukraine on their own. Retreat. And we open your banking system again. You know, I mean, that would be for the Ukrainians. That I don't know what the Ukrainians thinking. That did they really think that they can resist the Russian army forever, or, or, or win the war against the Russians, and the Russians just give up and run back to Russia? If they really think that, then they are dreaming because Russia never used so far the enormous big bombs they have. Right, the, the the collateral damage bombs, not nuclear bombs, but you have like cluster bombs. You have like they have all kinds of shit. They could, if they want, they could flatten Kiev tomorrow. But Putin is not doing this because then he knows he's totally dead worldwide. Nobody would ever talk to him again if he just kills eight hundred thousand people in one night. That is Putin not doing because. He doesn't want this kind of war where you have like a kind of a second world war thing where you have like enormous amount of, of debt and nobody gives a shit at all. And he knows if he's doing this, his time is completely over. There would be the world community, including China, would not deal with Russia anymore. Yeah. If he kills like 800,000 people in the, in the collateral bombing. So, but that is the thing. So he needs to basically take the Ukraine with this kind of like, yeah, street fighting and a little bomb here, a little bomb there. But if you see the, the numbers of that, I mean, look at the numbers of that. There are not so many. There are like in total, uh, they say 15,000 Russians are dead and around 20,000, 25,000 Ukrainians are dead. There are 40,000 people. question for you i have a question for you so what do you think do you think that okay let's just say that Zelensky did give that speech and he said okay we give up yeah do you what makes you think that putin would not instill his own fake government as the no he would. No, no he would he he would but at the same time the west would of course uh, keep all the sanctions up, all the sanctions, and and the people in Russia would suffer so much, and they've suffered already after two weeks. I mean, that shows sanctions are working. If you have already after two weeks nothing to eat in the supermarket, so means the pressure inside Russia would get so big. Also, don't forget the army people want paychecks, right? 
they are not doing that for free. They are like, there's their job to be in the army and they want money. And the, they say already right now that the, the Russian government cannot pay their workers uh, in, in one or two weeks. They have no more money to pay them at all. So if you cannot pay the guy who takes the garbage away or you cannot pay your soldiers and you cannot pay basically anybody anymore, the, the bus driver, you're fucked. You know, it's I mean, that was in North Korea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but in North Korea, you have a different thing because they were not basically um, out there in the world uh, ever. I mean, if you're North Korean, you're locked up there. That was it, right? So yeah, maybe uh, they don't know about the world, pretty yes, much. Yes, but the Russians are. I mean, but me living in, in Europe, being European, I mean, Russians drive, go in summer to Greece, Turkey, Spain. You have tons of Russians. Do you have a middle class in Russia? There are millions of Russians. They go all the time on holidays in Western Europe, uh, you know, and, and, uh, Balearen, like like the Canarian Islands, and then then they're going around. They are not only oligarchs, you know. They're also people that make hundred grand in Russia a year, and they go on holidays and they drive German cars and they have the Apple Watch, and and and. And you yeah. think that what they what they gained the last twenty years in in wealth, they want to just piss it all in the wind and say, "Heil Putin, you're the best." And now I eat my fucking potato soup for the next 40 years. And uh, <laughs> when the battery of my Apple Watch is dead, I'm, I'm also like dead. You know, like, and I mean, that is the thing. They're facing sanctions right now. They make, they make their life miserable uh, every day more. And what I think is if, we, if the highest priority should be that the war is over, that the fighting is over. Because yeah, then, you know, yeah, yeah, no, no, no I don't want to say like even if Trump, if if, if Trump, if Putin, then would say, uh, okay, here's our puppet president from Ukraine. Everybody's happy. And he would act like uh, Ukraine is now peacefully and everything is great, whatever. But we all know it's bullshit. So we would not lift the sanctions. And then it's the time where where Biden has to get him on the uh, on a call and has to say, look, Vladimir. Uh, under us, uh, you invaded the fucking Ukraine and we sanction you to death. So if you don't want the sanctions uh, uh, to, to last forever, we need to come to terms. Yeah. You have to, you know, we have to come to terms. You have to retreat out of Kiev and you have to give Zelensky the country back. That is our term. So and if you do this, we, we, we do the first five sanctions are gone. And, and then we see next year uh, how we continue. Yeah. So, and, uh, and then we can meet after a year and discuss do not take more countries in the NATO. You know, you have to give them kind of a, uh, a hope that, they, that, that this whole thing come to terms that A, his people have a normal life again and Russia can recover economically. But at the same time, you have to give them also sometimes. Or, or, or an idea that we are not out there to uh, we are not out there to basically omit Russia from the land map. We don't want Russia. 
We don't. We want peace. We don't want to take uh, Russia off everything, right? And well, you I, know, I, we, I, yeah. uh, the other day I was reading this this article about the opening of the first McDonald's in Russia in 1990, a couple of years before Gorbachev like yeah. left power and the Soviet Union fell, and it, it people were lined up for blocks and blocks trying to for the first time they were going to try McDonald's and they didn't have the infrastructure already there in the Russian market for fast food quality McDonald's food. So they had to build and go to the countryside. McDonald's had to create the infrastructure. So the Russian yeah. people got a taste right there of Western whatever. And since then it has grown so exponentially, like you say, Apple, all this other stuff, like they've gotten, they've come into the 21st century tenfold and now they're being whisked back away to before the 1990s. I think it's really sad. And I think that the Russians um, really need to get their shit together or else they're going to lose all that and so much more. They, they already have. But yeah. it's so sad to fucking see. So no, because sad. that is a perfect example with McDonald's because the same picture was three days ago in the newspaper where McDonald's now closed and you had like the lineups around the block. They did a big sellout to get all the inventory sold out and then they closed, right? I think three or four days ago, McDonald's closed all shops. And, but think about it. They had to, as you said, they had to get the infrastructure. They had to get the bakery in Russia doing the buns. They had to get the meat saying that it's exactly done how McDonald's needed. So yeah. if all the Western, like VW, for example, they have a plant in Russia, Right. And they closed it. So all the people got fired and VW said, fuck it. Bye. Right. So if this situation now holds on for two or three years, then all that companies will maybe never go back. You know, they will just say, no, that, that the open and close and open and close. And today, democracy, tomorrow, dictatorship. We, we give a shit. The Russian market is not so big for us. You know, so, but if we could come to terms in the next months, I bet that they all come back and reopen everything because then it's not too long, right? So then they were two months closed. I mean, a Corona, a lot of stuff was two months closed, whatever, right? So well, there's also but, talk that the Russian government is going to seize the assets of all of these things and just reopen them under new Russian brands. Yeah, but we all know what happens at catastrophe. Yeah. I mean, you can't, that nobody builds VW. You know, like, I mean, if you don't get the... the you the won't get the quality of a real VW, of course. No, 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 but, no but you can, you can have a cheap, in, in Russia, a Dacia, whatever, that is a Russian car, what people in Russia uh, also buy. But there was a reason why VW was there, or BMW, or Mercedes, because their more Russians had more money and they wanted other quality. So the same with, with Apple. Of course, you get also Russian cell phones, but you don't get Samsung and Apple anymore, what everybody is using. And then you, with McDonald's, of course, it's a little easier as to build a car, as to make a McDonald's hamburger. But even if another burger guy takes the locations uh, <clears throat> without... The it, it will be different, right? It will be just another burger restaurant, and people yeah. will be pissed about it and will say, Look, because if I'm a, <laughs> we discussed that I think years ago, I like McDonald's more as Burger King. I'm a McDonald's, oh. I'm a McDonald's person, and uh, um, 
So if it's different, sometimes you have that, that it's a little different as what you're used to, then I'm already pissed. You know that sometimes you, you say, well, the Big Mac is not tasting like the Big Mac. So what the fuck is going on here? Uh, and that is, it's, it's a different thing. You have a brand, right? You have a brand, you know exactly how that tastes. And uh, that is with all like brand, like a Magnum ice bar, whatever, right? So you... The consistency, like you know exactly Yes. And the consistency are normally exactly done by that big, big, like Unilever... Procter and Gamble. I mean, they are like that multi-Nestle, that, that multi-concerns uh, worldwide. And that is their recipes. That is the way they do it. And you cannot copy, you cannot copy it. Then you just have another burger restaurant, but not McDonald's. But uh, I mean, it's, I still think uh, it is no way right now to come here to a, a end of the war only if Zelensky uh, would give up. Yeah. You know, I mean, he has the time bomb ticking. I mean, that is the reality. I don't know why they always say, let's meet in five days again for another negotiation. I mean, what the fuck? They, 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 they have almost, when you see the, the picture of how Kiev is circled, it's maybe 20% more and the ring is closed around Kiev. And so 80% is almost closed. So means they control all the roads in and out of Kiev. And that is always the end of the city. Then it's only a question of time. So, and that is the thing. Zelensky knows the West will not help them. The, he knows nothing will get in and out of Kiev within the next three, four days. It's over. You're not getting things in, out, out of or in or Kiev. And so hopefully he'll fucking act today. Yes, he should ask. He should call Putin. Mm-hmm. I mean, you cannot also always uh, only talk to the secondary people. That is the moment where two presidents have to talk alone and come to terms, right? And have to say, that is the deal. And uh, uh, I mean, the, the, or not. No? Or Putin said, you know what? I have you by the balls. Now I squeeze them. I, now I would finish you off. And uh, and Zelensky missed his window. You know, I mean that is the thing. Now for Putin, I, but I don't know what Putin gains to win that war. Um, he wants to make a point. What he can gain he with. Make a point, dude. That's all it is. This is his way of making the ultimate point that you don't fuck with him. That's all he's saying. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think he's brutal, and I think it's fucked up. But that's exactly what he's his intention is. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he got uh, his ego got hurt too long that he is not on the top of the game in the world anymore, yeah. and uh, uh, and now he strikes back. And he, for him, he gives a completely crap about. I mean, fifteen thousand young soldiers from Russia dead. You have to explain that to their parents and stuff like this, right? I mean, uh, yeah, this whole war is it could have been avoided. There's a lot of death and destruction and hurt and turmoil and and you know, like that hospital being bombed. There's a lot of shit that's happened, and it may not affect us, but these are like lives. It could have yeah. been us. It could have been anybody. So have empathy, you know, this is yeah. a fucked up situation. Yeah. I feel I bad for the Russians. I feel bad for the Ukrainians. I feel bad for everybody. Um, 
As for the leaders, uh, obviously, I don't agree that Putin has done this. And we're just going to have to see what happens. Uh, hopefully, you're right that Zelensky says. Yeah, uh, but we also know every country, as we learned in Afghanistan, you mm -hmm. cannot over... Uh, uh, like put something on top of a country and think that works. It's like in the very end, a revolution or a change of leadership has to come from inside the country. And that is what Ukraine did before, like when we're 15 years ago, whenever that was, or 20 years ago, where Ukraine was fighting against the Russian puppet uh, president and they won. They yeah. won, and then since then they have a democracy, and they really elect the president. And they, I mean, the Zelensky guy was a TV comedian. Uh, everybody was laughing about him and thought he has no chance. But they elected him, and he is the president. And Putin has never did that, right? He was cheating and cheating and cheating, and is since over twenty years in power. So, and I think the 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 end of Putin can come only from the inside of Russia, you know, and how as a as a dictator you fall is finally if you piss off the people on the street but also your inner circle too much and, and then I think, the end of rampage three comes true 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 yeah so i guess i can always recommend to rewatch rampage three uh, or rampage in general because everything what the guy says there uh, is, is the hard truth we learned way later. You know, 15, think about it, 17 years ago was Rampage 1. And he, he said, we are too many people on the earth. It's, uh, it doesn't work. Uh, it, it's like we're sucking up the, all the resources uh, and the air to breathe. And we will basically, uh, it's the end, you know. And think about all the climber, uh, the 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 scientists what they what they say about about the world. I mean, why we going under is because we made the decision: more people, more economic growth, more fossil fuel burning, more, 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 more. But the Earth cannot take it anymore without falling apart. And that is seventeen years ago. He said it in Rampage One, and he completely nailed it. You know. And each Rampage film feels like a different mood, if you ask me. Uh, yeah. They each have a very specific tone and a different message. They're all correlated with one another, but each film has sort of like the growth, like you say, of a human being throughout their journey. Oh, we don't talk about Bruno. He's a wacky guy. He eats French fries. We don't talk about Bruno. He's a wacky dude and he eats and he wears shoes. Yeah, Bruno. Wacka, wacka, wacka. Yeah, Bruno. We don't talk about him because Mama told us not to. No, 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 no. No, see, no, 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 we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. The nation is going crazy for the hot new hit. We don't talk about Bruno from the, the mega smash Disney animation film Encanto. Now... I don't know. Disney doesn't want to release any Pixar because they obviously understand the quality of a Disney animation feature is superior to anything Pixar would make, which is obvious with the hot new hit Encanto. 
so thrilling. Lots of cool stuff, like the whole family's magical, and they like, uh, one of them's really strong, and one of them likes to, you know, go to the bathroom, and one of them can make it rain, and the other one, like, you know, can open the door and shit. So, and then one's really old, and then one thinks they don't have any fucking powers, and then it turns out their powers are the fact that, like, they are like a cartoon character in a Disney film. It doesn't matter. So, like, you feel good at the end because you realize you don't have any powers either. So, it don't fucking matter, huh? Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's Encanto. It's called Encanto because it's, it's encapsulating how amazing it is to be alive through the through the lives of a Colombian family uh it teaches us the lessons of familiar familial bonding and like there's animals and shit and like the forest and John Leguizamo star of Super Mario Brothers is back as the voice of Bruno and he comes in and the family's like, you can't talk about them. But then they have a whole song and dance, and they're singing around the room. Like, da-da-da-da-da-da, Bruno, we don't talk about them, motherfucker. Oh, wait, this is Disney. That's the special director's cut. But yeah, no, it's great. Great, 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 awesome. I really want to s- tell everyone to see it, but you know. You don't, uh, you don't want your kids singing that like the fucking Frozen shit, do you? Imagine, oh, imagine waking up and hearing, we don't talk about bro, no, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Imagine hearing that. That would be, that would be really sick and sad and fucked up. So just don't see, don't, yes, see the movie. Do see the movie. Yes, see Encanto in theaters. And you won't find Pixar movies in the theaters. That was my review of Encanto. The end. We'll see you next time, guys. Please, uh, Uva Ball is on Twitter at Uva Ball 7 I'm on Twitter uh, at GaryAuto0. Uh, share this on your timelines, on your feeds to help the show grow. Yes. Thank you so much. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.